With Jonesy and Amanda. It's been an interesting journey for our next guest, Anthony Sharwood. He's a Walkley Award-winning journo who quit his job as a successful sports reporter to go trekking through the Australian Alps. Started in a blizzard, ended in a blaze. He's written a book called From Snow to Ash. And he joins us now. Hey, Anthony, how are you? Amanda, I'm I'm so well. How are you, Jonesy? I'm very well, thanks, Anthony. I was reading your book, It's uh, and I was as I started to read it, I said, well, what are you, mental? Why would you do this? <laughs> yes, very good question. Look, I love the Australian Alps, and, you know, it's, it's a great part of Australia. To me, it's as, as um, you know, sort of iconic as the Great Barrier Reef or anywhere you want to name it. I, I didn't just want to go there for a skiing holiday or, or for a weekend hike. There's a, there's a trail that goes more or less from Melbourne to more or less to Canberra called the Australian Alps Walking Track, and I sort of went, bugger it, I'm going to do the whole track, all 700 kilometres of it, and... Um, I should say I earned some serious marital brownie points first before my wife let me take off and leave her with the kids. How long did it take? Well, it would have taken five or six weeks, um, but it it only I only got about four and a half five weeks done because the fires came. And mm. you know the fires were everywhere last summer, but they weren't in the Alps. They they weren't around Fred, but they weren't you know in the, in the high country of Victoria until they were right at the end of my hike. And, you know, um, without giving too much away, I was top it out. It's, it's a pretty good story, actually. Well, the, mm. that part where you're talking about the the leaves falling from the sky and you're thinking, well, are mm. they snow gum leaves or are they other leaves? And you're feeling them, they're, well, they're cold. And we're mm. getting this uh, around my home, there were leaves falling out of the sky. So you're thinking, is the fire near me? But you're in a, pretty much a forest, more or less, so not the ideal place to be. No, I was in I was in the Snowgum country, and well, you know one of the awesome things about the track that I did was, um, you know, I, I like you, like most people listening, I'm I'm on a device twenty four seven. You know what I mean? I'm totally digitally connected to the world all the time for work, for leisure, and I pretty much put everything down. And, and while I did have my phone on the trip, and I could get reception in places and look at the fires apps and look at what's happening. You know, at times, you just had to read the world around you. And, and that was one really good example. Like, the leaves that were falling from the sky were black, and it was eerie, but there was no fires near me. And they weren't snow gum leaves, because snow gum leaves have a special look. So you sort of have to know the outdoors and, and, and use your gut and use your knowledge rather than using your phone. And that was pretty refreshing. And, you know, bottom line, though, is, is that even though they were leaves from a long way away, that the fire from a long way away came to where I was very quickly. Let's talk about the Brumbies. This is a quite a controversial debate, isn't it, about the Brumbies in Kosciuszko National Park, yeah. the, the damage they're doing and the fight to save them. What did you see? What I saw was quite a lot of landscape that had been trampled by Brumbies and a lot of rivers and a lot of creeks that have been turned muddy. So, you know, I used to take my kids to see the Brumbies. Um, when I went to the mountains, I said, come on, guys, let's go and see the Brumbies. And there's nothing more beautiful than wild horses. And, you know, you'll, you'll probably play 20 different songs on WSFM this week about wild horses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because there's a lot of them. But, but, um, and they're terrific, but, but there's no doubt they're doing damage to Kosciuszko. They're, they're really trampling a lot of, a lot of wildlife, uh, a lot of habitats that wildlife need, and they're completely pooping up and muddying up streams because the, the landscape up there is fragile, it's delicate. Mm. To me, it's like, it's like a giant fish is eating all the coral on the reef. So we've got to cut down the numbers and sort of keep some for people who love them, but, but we've got to cut down the numbers. That's my, my view. They say they're in plague proportions. So what do they do? Do they just shoot them and they've got to get rid of them? What do, what do, you, do, what do you do with them? Well, you try to, to rehome them first. You, they're doing some trapping at the moment just in some fire-affected areas. And... Um, 
you know, if everyone out there on Facebook, Jonesy, who profess to love Brumbies as much as they do, just rehomed one or gave told someone who, who has a property to rehome one, we'd, we'd solve this problem a lot quicker because they're not being shot at the moment and there's a lot of resistance to that, but, but there are too many, so something's got to give. It's interesting you say that people from Australia travel to America, to the Appalachian Trail, to the Midford yep. Track in New Zealand. No, People don't seem to know about this in the Australian Alps. Uh, the Australian Alps walking track's a really hard track. It's it's um, It doesn't go through any towns or any settlements. And I've written about that in, in the book, From Snow to Ash. I've, I've written about sort of how hard it is. And, you know, I really just wanted to do one little mini expedition in my life, Amanda. I just wanted to bite off more than I could chew. Just just to try that feeling as a suburban dad, to, to do what these people on the news do, you know. And it, it was a good feeling. And, mm. you know, I, I had some successes and, and some failings, but... Yeah, until there are more resources along the track, it'll never be as, as well known as some of the better ones, uh, better known ones overseas. Mm. So there's no toilet facilities, is what you're saying? No cafes. <laughs> no cafes, no toilets, and not even a track in many places. You just have to follow a mountain or a creek or a valley. Oh. so it's, it's pretty <laughs> rough out there. Yeah. Oh, it's funny you say that. I've just got a text from my wife. She's saying, "Anytime I want to go, I can go." <laughs> Ironically, I'd win brownie points if I went. <laughs> but, Anthony, it's a great story. Uh, it's from snow to ash. Anthony Sharwood, uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Anthony. Charm Nation. With Jonesy and Amanda.